Hey, let's talk about baseball. Now, I love baseball. It's my first love. It's my other religion. It's my serotonin. It's the greatest game ever invented. The only one where you can play correctly in every possible way and can still run the risk of losing. Yeah, it's baseball. The game of baseball is the best reflection of life, where it's beautiful, unfair, random, has the thinnest line between success and defeat, and no two days are ever the same. However, it's hard for me to convince people to become fans of the sport because of one major reason, the required commitment. NFL has 17 games for each team, and they're almost always played on Sundays, with scattered matchups in Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Easy to follow. European soccer and Major League Soccer contain 34 to 30 game, 30, 34 to 38 games for each team, excluding the tournaments that pop up throughout the year. Also pretty simple to follow since the games are almost always on the weekends, and soccer players tend to play like about 6 to 7 games per month. Pretty easy. Major League Baseball, though? 162 games, with 30 teams playing, which gives us the grand total of over 2,400 games in a regular season. Major League Baseball has six times as many games as the Premier League and almost twice as many games as the NHL and the NBA, an overwhelming obstacle for a newcomer to tackle. So why this intense number? Money, of course. More games equals more money through ticket sales, merchandise sales, hot dog sales, and those delicious television deals that have elevated the sport to financial heights only matched by the National Football League. The owners, and infamously a powerful players union, insist on the 162 games for each team because in their eyes it maximizes the profit margins every single year. But... What if it's not the best way to maximize profits? After all, if the product is trash, then people will stop watching, will stop participating. What good is it to have 2,400 games if there isn't enough actual value placed on most of these matchups? Is it really financially worth it to stuff a season with so much fluff and shelve the intense drama that can emerge from such a wild sport until the final two months on an eight-month season? What we're going to do here, like what we always do, is establish a solution. We're going to find the sweet spot where we can establish a proper number of baseball games in a regular season to appeal to the greedy owners as well as the newcomers, as well as those who are interested in baseball, curious about baseball. We're here to improve MLB's regular season so more people can discover the wild beauty of the sport of baseball by cutting the fat, increasing the drama, you know, removing the fluff, and therefore, and hopefully, creating a brand new generation of fans. But hint, the idea that I'm about to propose already exists in Mexico. Hint, hint. Welcome to Coffee and a Script.
everyone, my audience of two to three people. I hope you're all doing well and your 2023 is off to a good start. I've decided to stop the whole sponsor shtick that I did for several episodes where I advertise my scripts because to be honest, not really sure how much longer I'm going to pursue the, you know, writing career. I'm actually going on a giant sabbatical come March to decide what the heck I should be doing next because what's happening now, it's just not working out. So... What does the future hold? Is it to continue the potential writing career while working more other random jobs? Is it quitting writing altogether and maybe just focusing on podcasting and YouTube? I'll just, you know, play video games for a living. Is it opening my own restaurant or business? Is my future moving to another country entirely and just starting over? I really don't know. I truly do not know. I'm going to quit my job in March and figure it all out by May, hopefully. But my strategy over the years has been wearing thin. It hasn't yielded good results, and it didn't help that the end of the world occurred in, you know, the face in uh, because of a pandemic. So changes must be made. This podcast and pretty much all my writing is going to be put on pause while I go on all my travels. So it's a creative hiatus as well. So there'll likely be like three or four more episodes of this before I like fully disappear. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Back to the topic. Baseball. A lot of anxious folks out here at the ballpark. 3-2 to count. The pitch from Acevedo. So full disclosure, this subject in particular I hold near and dear to my heart because baseball has been one of the few consistencies throughout my life. I look forward to every single season and it's been a tradition passed down to me from my father and my grandfather and whether or not they're here with me, whether or not they're next to me, like I will always be available to watch baseball as it's occurring. It is what it is. I watch at least 200 games a year, whether it be my team or other teams of the playoffs, I will watch them fully. It's, it's, it is a commitment. It is a lifestyle. It is in my, it's in my Dominican blood. We love this stupid, beautiful, chaotic, ridiculous game. But I also acknowledge that baseball too must undergo some changes in the United States in order to survive the 21st century, survive the modern post pandemic world of content, of sports, and of capturing and maintaining the audience's attention. It's such a strange game that I can't even fully copy the strategies of the other leagues, especially like basketball, which survives on star power and drama, or football, which relies heavily on the anticipation of the game, since most of the season is waiting for the game as opposed to watching said game. And in the case of basketball... You know, a star can make or break a team. A LeBron James team will probably make the playoffs. But we have had uh, one baseball team in particular, the Los Angeles Angels, have two of among the five best players in baseball, and they've only made the playoffs once in the past decade. That is the cruelty that is this beautiful game. 
But here's the kicker, though. In terms of expanding the season, they've all been guilty of participating in such actions. So this thought process of extending the season as long as possible to make all the monies, it doesn't just apply to baseball owners, as the NBA and the NFL have seen expanded playoffs in the last five years, in each case adding more teams, which ultimately means a longer road to the championship. But it feels a little more egregious in baseball because, as I've said, it's over 2,400 games in the season already. This kind of schedule... It made more sense in the 20th century when MLB had fewer teams, had fewer playoff spots, and overall, we just don't have the sheer abundance of accessibility and entertainment from radio to television. Also not helping baseball is their blackout shenanigans in terms of television and the internet, but that is a completely different subject which I'll someday tackle. But the world moves much faster now, uh, especially especially in the United States of America. There are just significantly more options out there, and the free time that existed last century just doesn't really happen anymore with our cultural, political, and economical shifts that the United States and its citizens have experienced. Following a team's 162-game journey is undeniably too much. I, like, chuckle when I read that number because only, like, the crazies will be this committed and luckily for the sport of baseball and major league baseball there's just enough crazies for them to still survive but thank god that the baseball playoffs are just a month long still when compared to the nhl and the nba which requires a whopping three months to determine a champion but despite this mlb still makes fantastic money So what the owners see is a structure that benefits them and creates profits, even if it's at the expense of trying to improve the regular season and playoff format. What the owners and players union see are dollar signs, while aspiring sports fans witness the tall, tall task of following a baseball team for seven months, 162 games, and potentially even longer if they happen to make the playoffs. Of course, one would say... But isn't more of something good better than less of something good? You know, shouldn't more be better? That that makes more sense. That's not necessarily true, though, because too much of anything, bad or good, can harm you or can even kill you. Too much water? Drowning. Too much pizza? Heart disease and obesity. Too much Fox News? Mental deterioration. Too much baseball? I mean, it's not going to kill you. But unless you're a mega fan, it becomes repetitive, it becomes a chore to watch, especially if the value of the individual matchups aren't as strong as, say, an NFL game or a World Cup match where the margin of error is significantly smaller. With the NFL and those infamous soccer leagues with delegation and promotion, you can't afford to just throw a game away. It won't kill you, but too much of the beautiful sport of baseball just might bore you, which is even worse especially if you weren't invested to begin with, and you'll be missing out. I can't have people missing out on baseball, sorry. But this applies to many kinds of entertainment. Just look at how tired we've become towards the MCU. And yes, and you're going to admit this, we are getting tired of the MCU. I know who you are, you're denying it. But the MCU has inundated us with 50 hours of content in just a few years. Another example 
And I'm always going to use Nintendo because <laughs> that's another rocky relationship that I have had since I was like five. Nintendo at uh, one point gave us six traditional Super Mario platformers in the span of five years. This was during uh, 2009 to 2013. And it ultimately led to weakening sales and the franchise having to take an extended hiatus of new games so we would stop being fatigued and, you know, pretty much sick of the plumber. Hilariously, Nintendo literally gave us the tools to make our own traditional Super Mario games instead with Super Mario Maker. Uh, yeah, it is 2023 and we still don't know when we're getting the next traditional Mario game. It's been a while, Nintendo. What are we talking about again? Alright, back to the topic. So I've established the thesis that we cannot draw in new fans or even retain as many fans with the current setup totaling this many amount of games. I've mentioned it, 2,400 plus. It's too much. Infamously, many baseball fans have even admitted as such that they'll usually watch the first week and then kind of like wait until Memorial Day or even around All-Star Week in July before they truly increase their focus towards their team in the baseball season. Now, as most of the fans know, August and September is when we have our best baseball, as the season is running out of games and the desperation increases dramatically. But before August, that's four months of baseball that's reduced to mostly like background noise and picking up highlights the day after. You're invested, but not really invested, which isn't a strong enough structure to evolve the fan base and pick up more interested sports fans. Every NFL matchup is an event because each game has so much importance and because you only have 17 chances to notch a win and push your way into the playoffs. MLB doesn't have those event matchups outside September unless it involves potential history, a unique locale, or of course a long-standing rivalry. Every Yankee-Red Sox game is going to be dramatic. It doesn't matter when in the season it happens. So what should be the proper number of games in a regular season per team? It cannot be 17 to 20 per team because baseball, as I've mentioned many times, is too batshit crazy to figure out which team is best in such a short sample. It can't really be between 30 to 82 because even if that's a larger sample, that's beyond a 50% reduction in games and ownership would have simultaneous heart attacks if we reduced so many games in the slate. Would the games be better? Hell yes. The games have significantly more value with such a reduction in matchups. Imagine those Red Sox-Yankees games when there's only 8 chances to beat your rival in an 82-game season. Every pitch would matter. But as I've said, try convincing money-hungry owners to still pay players millions of dollars while seeing the season drop from almost 2,500 games to just past 1,400. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, would have to leave the country and assume a new identity. Roberto Manfredo. That'd be his name. My guess, anyway. My personal pick for the sweet spot number, and by the way, this is not the idea, but my personal pick for the sweet spot number is 100 per team, 1,500 games total. 
100 games would be absolutely perfect. It's practically a countdown from the beginning of the season, and it would fit even better once the league expands to 32 teams and we have divisions of four. The marketing would be amazing. Welcome to Game 75 of 100. It is the San Francisco Giants taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, that was my uh, announcer voice. I'm, I'm looking for a new job, guys. Who's hiring? 100 is perfect. It's a large enough sample size. You can do 20 games per month and can even have the playoffs occur an entire month sooner in September. But 100 ain't gonna happen. It sucks, but it's just not gonna happen. If we ever do get that constantly requested reduction, it would likely be at the most 12 to 20 games. In other, in other words, it would be likely 140 to 152 games, something like that, which is still good news, even if it definitely would not be enough. And if, if that were to happen, the owners would then likely push for even more postseason slots, more baseball teams to make the playoffs. And on a valuable standpoint, more teams making the playoffs would then reduce the value of the regular season even more. It's look how pointless the NBA is until around Christmas time, because literally 20 of the 30 teams are already in playoff position in come April. So it doesn't really matter for a quarter of the season because you have a very good chance of ending up in playoff territory regardless. So how can we cut the season to a more valuable number, have a proper playoff that will make ownership happy, and create a balance that will make every party satisfied and would improve the sport altogether? What's the right solution that would bring in new fans, keep that energy of a regular season positive, and still produce strong enough ratings to satisfy the financial gatekeepers? Well, I did mention earlier that the solution can be found in Mexico, Let's go to their top division soccer league, shall we? Listen up. Si metes de penalty, Furch, el Atlas es campeón de México. Todo listo. Qué momento. Arranca Furch, Furch le pegó. Listen to that energy. That's the energy of a beloved and financially successful league. Okay, I'm kind of cheating because Mexico loves soccer so much it can probably be considered an official religion there. But the structure of the league helps harness that significant level of love and also helps them make profit. Liga MX, the top, the, the top soccer league in Mexico does something that breaks with the usual soccer tradition and, to be quite frank, goes against most traditional sports leagues in general. Liga MX doesn't have one champion. They have two champions per year. Yes, two champions. Under the multi-tourney format, the Apertura, 
runs from July to December, and the clausura runs from January to May. If I butchered those words, I really got to go back and take some more Spanish classes. During each mini-season, everyone plays each other once, and then there's a tournament involving the teams with the best record. After the two mini-seasons, there's one final match, the Campeón de Campeones, which involves the two champions of said mini-seasons. If the same team wins it twice, they're automatically the champions, the Campeón de Campeones, without having to face a runner-up, because there is no runner-up. So to explain it using teams that are more familiar to my three to four person audience, pretend like the NBA splits their season to two halves with 41 games each, and at the end of each half, there's a smaller tournament to determine the champion for that corner of the year. So if the Warriors won the first half and the Celtics won the second, they would compete in one final game to determine essentially the champion for that entire calendar year of play. Or, if the Warriors dominated and won both tournaments, after the second win, they just automatically are crowned. Liga MX each year has 306 regular season games with the two playoffs, which is between the NFL's 272 and Premier League's 380. However, with the season being split, it provides additional value to each individual game and guarantees that even if your team is being trashy in the first half, it doesn't mean that the whole year is a waste. There's a second half that basically clears the slate and offers new opportunities for making the playoffs and still winning the whole thing. Probably the only complaint an American sports fan would say is that if you win the Apertura, you only get to celebrate for like a month. And, you know, we're all about our year-long celebrations when our team wins the whole thing. But to me, it's more enjoyable because now you're king of the mountain and now there's a target on your back as you attempt to win it all all over again. And as an added bonus to truly cement your spot as the team for the year, if you really want to be the champion, you have the campeón de campeones in July to prove, prove yourself as said champion. And on the athlete's side of things, the biggest setback is basically the total lack of vacation time. Being a soccer player is a full-time year-round job, with different tournaments scattered between the regular seasons. And of course, there's the World Cup and the international play. Of course, this is also a reality in the European soccer leagues, and even Major League Soccer has at least a two-month break between seasons, but nothing much. In comparison, the NFL has a five-month gap, and Major League Baseball's gap is around three and a half months between the World Series and spring training. But in Liga MX, you're only playing one to two games a week. Now, what does Liga MX's scheduling and competitive format have to do with baseball? Well, the solution is right here. The solution to making the games more valuable cutting just enough fat for them to matter more, and still providing something to make the owners happy. Here's my proposal on how to fix Major League Baseball's regular season. Major League Baseball should have that split season format. They should. 64 games each, playoffs in July, and then one in October, with the final game of the year between the two champions happening one week after the conclusion of the second playoff, a.k.a. the new format of the World Series. Now, 
the World Series will become a solitary winner-take-all event taking place in the home field of the champion that had the better record. It's an instant Game 7 to close out the year. It is baseball's version of the Super Bowl. One final game. Under my regular season, the first half starts in late March and finishes in mid-June with the first half playoff running all the way to All-Star Week in the middle of July. Perfect way to signify the break between the halves. Then, after the All-Star festivities, you have the second half, which will run until the end of September, with the playoffs running in October. Done. It's perfect. And you still have that three-and-a-half-month gap. We go from 2,430 games to 1,920 in the regular season, but an entire extra month of playoffs and now 24 available playoff spots within the course of a calendar year. Who says no to this? Which player, owner, or commissioner says no to an extra month of playoff baseball and more high-stakes baseball games and with them occurring as early as June? Who says no to this? Liga MX's controversial format has crafted a dedicated fan base because every game feels that much more important since the margin of error is significantly smaller as the season gets cut in half. Mexico has like a third of the population of the United States, probably like one-tenth of the economy, and they still draw in just as many fans on those soccer games when compared to Major League Soccer. And they even draw in more fans than the NBA and the NHL. As a matter of fact, this format has saved some of their teams from bankruptcy as with the split, there are more opportunities, which means more hype, which means more eyeballs paying attention. Now, as I've stated many, many, many times here, Major League Baseball is financially healthy. It's succeeding despite decades of sports journalists declaring that this league will die soon. And it's succeeding despite the fact that the median age continues going up. I can't deny it. Old people watch the sport a lot. You know, it's, it's similar to politics. It's dominated by old people. But it is having problems drawing in new fans, and I truly believe it's not because the game is too slow or too complicated or doesn't have enough offense. I think it's because the regular season is too daunting a task for even your more dedicated fans. Greed has a great part in why the season remains such a giant balloon of ballgames. But if everyone running the league is willing to get creative, they can head to Mexico and watch how it's being done in Liga MX. They got 16 playoff spots, two league champions, and one calendar year champion, and didn't have to sacrifice much of anything in terms of what the format was before or in terms of what the usual soccer format is. In Major League Baseball's case, you give up about five weeks worth of regular season baseball and you'll have a more compelling year with twice as many champions, twice as many playoffs, and the incredible new opportunity for the World Series to involve two teams from the same league, American League or National League. Imagine a World Series where it's the Yankees against the Red Sox. Imagine a World Series where the Dodgers end up playing the Padres. Imagine the chaos of summertime playoff baseball. Imagine the madness of finding out who is one of the teams playing in the eventual World Series before the end of July, before even the home run derby. Imagine how crazy the trading deadline's going to be 
as teams are stocking up for the second half and trying to grab that second spot. Greatness is within our sights. We just have to be willing to sacrifice a little to potentially enhance a sporting league to unfathomable quality heights. Sadly, with the money being as good as it already is, the owners probably won't budge on any major changes. But wouldn't it be nice to maximize the fun and chaos of over 1,800 games? Wouldn't it be nice to really refresh baseball in a way that's more sustainable and more approachable to newcomers while still providing the baseball insanity to longtime viewing veterans? Well, that was a tough sentence. Glad I completed it. But yeah, it's 1,800 games, but... You can stop investment on one half of the season if, like, say, your Minnesota Twins is being trashed, but you can look forward to the second half. So the seeds is not completely wasted if it's looking grim for the first few months. To me, if we're not going to drastically cut the season, then this is the way to make baseball better. Yeah, I know, we're cutting the season, but it's still the same amount of games, essentially. You're still getting those five weeks of baseball that we lost in the regular season. It's just now playoffs. So come on, Rob Manfred. Make it happen. And while you're at it, give Montreal and Monterrey a professional team. And then while you're at it, can you please, please, please let the players design their baseball bats and cleats however they want? It's time for more personality in the game. It's time for some awesome looking bats smashing dingers out of the park. Make it happen. And that's it. Welcome to the ending. For those who survived this quest to improving baseball, I thank you and appreciate you. You can find the rest of my podcast on Spotify or on my website, DIAC1987.com, where you'll also find my blogs, past and present, and scripts that I've written, just in case. Special shout out to OC Remix Forever and Always for providing so much excellent music. And special shout out to the Dominican Republic for <laughs> feeding me this love of baseball that will exist in my soul for the rest of time. Take care. Have an excellent week. Remember to fight for those who cannot fend for themselves. Register to vote. Recycle. Fight fascism. Ciao, ciao. Bye. And go Rays.